When you have hair loss, it can be such a scary and deceivingly lonely place. But you know what? You're not alone. You are here with me. Welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. Hi, I'm Deborah Heim. I am a certified alternative hair specialist, a wig boutique owner, and wig wearer myself due to alopecia. And this is my tell it like it is take on all things alternative hair. I also happen to be a certified confidence coach, so I'm going to be sprinkling in some mindset hacks for good measure. So take a deep breath, sit back and relax, and listen to my favorite ways and my best advice on how I help others and help myself to rock that alternative hair. We're going to drop that shame and stigma. What is that about anyway? Now, let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Alternative Hair Alchemist. I am so excited that you're here. This is Deborah Heim, and one of the reasons I'm excited is this week marks one year since I've had this podcast. So I'm excited about that. I started this podcast in particular, not just to raise knowledge of wigs and offer what I can that I've learned from helping other women and what I see, but because this stinking shame thing is still there. So I want to talk about it because I've told you what a limiting belief is. Some of you may be familiar with this concept, some of you not, so I will break it down for you. Your subconscious has a whole bunch of stuff running in the background, and it's things that have become part of your memories since, like, I think the third trimester until you're seven years old. So a lot of those memories get laid in your brain, And they're running a lot of noise in the background. And that has a lot to do with why women are so uncomfortable when somebody is going to ask if they have a wig on or if they have to talk about it or even if hair loss comes up. Now, I'm going to ask you to think honestly to yourself because when I talk to people about this, they will deny it. They'll say, oh, no, 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 I think wigs are fine. Uh, I know, you know, oh, a lot of people wear wigs. That's great. They look really natural nowadays. But when push comes to shove, when they start to think about losing their own hair and start to have to think about life in a wig, it kicks up a sense of dread, I guess. I use the word dread because I really can't think of a better word but let's face it there is a lot of bad rap about wigs I mean things like the Jerry Springer show where they're ripping wigs off Um, bad hair pieces are always the butt of jokes as far as for men and we all have a lot of really bad memories of people that we have seen in a bad wig and you know that stuff stays in your brain And this particular fear is worse in some people than others. For the most part, somebody that is reluctant about wigs or a little bit of shame, hey, that's what I designed my shop for, so that you can come and try 
wigs on in private with somebody that's also had hair loss. But even knowing that, people that call my shop often will call from unlisted numbers. They don't want to say the word wig. I notice there's a real hesitancy to say that, and that's why I prefer the term alternative hair. Because it is time for people that wear alternative hair to be it raised back up to the status that it should be. I mean, you should take pride in your hair. It is what you wear every day. There's a thing I saw on Pinterest or whatever. It says hair is 90% of your selfie. And that is the honest to God truth. Hair is a part of you, and when the loss or the threat of the loss of that comes up, it can be really scary. I mean, I have seen it go so far as to when I first opened my shop and I would have tables of information and even free pens at live events, people would uncomfortably circle my display. Nobody even wanted the free pens. And trust me, I carry and give you kick butt pens because I love a quality pen, just like I love quality and anything else. But man, this stigma runs deep. And I wish somebody could explain it to me. Because when I work with somebody one on one, and I do the techniques of talking them through their fear and asking what memories are behind it. Almost always, I will get people to the point where they rationally know that they look good in the wig, that there's no reason for shame, and they can articulate that at the point. But this fear of wearing a wig or hair loss really goes deep, and it takes sometimes more than one visit to help people get over it. Now, what is the best way to get over it is to get a good wig, start loving how you look, and when the compliments roll in, then, you know, that tends to help get someone over the hump of the hesitancy to wear the wig. But along the way, you know, you're going to get better with wigs as you go along. So even if your wig isn't great to start and somebody were to say something to you, all that means is you probably could choose a better wig. And that is nothing to be ashamed of. When I opened my shop in 2017, I thought I was looking good. And the, the wigs I first ordered when I opened the shop, when I look at them now, I can do so much better. And along the way, I've learned how to get so much better. So it's by handling wigs every day. And not just that, but putting them on women of all shapes and sizes and a few men too. I mean, I went back and looked through a lot of the selfies I had taken since the shop's been open because really the only person I had to take pictures of myself was myself. And I was looking at some of the wigs and I'll tell you, I had to laugh because it's always a growth experience when you look back at a picture and you're like, oh man, I thought I looked so good then. And it has nothing to do just with the wigs alone. I feel that way when I look at my pictures from the 1980s. And as far as technology, it has really come along as far as alternative hair. Just in the time the shop's been open, there are wigs that are breast 
breathtaking. And I've said it before, people that come to my shop and they bring a friend for the honest opinion. Like, of course, I'm going to be totally honest, but I get it. So friends that they bring that have hair get excited about wigs before they leave because they really are that nice. Now, you may have not found that wig for you. It's kind of hard when you're ordering one at a time on the internet. But if you can find somebody that has a shop like mine and you come in, what you learn in an hour will help you so much. And I can almost do that good of a job with you online um, just by talking to me and I ask you your goals and I get a feel for your vibe and your personality. And with that and a few measurements, I can recommend wigs for you or hair pieces for you that you probably haven't even thought of. So I've mentioned that before. You can book at verybestlittlehairhouse.com, debraheim.com. And for the verybestlittlehairhouse.com, if you want to book a session to just kind of talk through some of your fears, I am certified coach for confidence and happiness, as well as certified in alternative hair. So it may be just the extra confidence you need to get you over the hump to give it a try. But anyway, I got off the subject a little bit, as I tend to do when I talk about wigs, because I get really excited about them. But as far as the shame and stigma... I know that it even goes so far as to with my shop page or if I am have a post about wigs, there are people that will hesitate to click like because even if they have a full head of hair, they're worried that someone will check if they like that post and it might be that they're wearing a wig. Now, come on, guys. This is like getting nuts when you take it to this level. And although I understand it because at one time I was pretty afraid to... It's like when you recognize you've got a belief that surely isn't true and maybe it's keeping you at home or keeping you from trying alternative hair, then the first way to change the way you think about something is to realize that you're doing it. So like I said, one of the limiting beliefs is that people will quote unquote know. And I see it client after client as they're trying a wig on, they're looking in the mirror and they're trying to imagine the chance that somebody would guess that it is a wig. So at that point, I stop and say, whoa, so what if it is a wig? It doesn't mean anything about you, whether you grew the hair or whether you bought it. As long as it looks good, who cares? And I know women that will stay at home and miss family events, yet are too afraid to venture into a wig. And I'm going to guess that probably somebody listening to this does have that fear. And I'm here to tell you, you know, I understand it, but it's something that can be worked through and your life will be so much better once you do. I talk to a lot of women sometimes on a first consultation. They will come to just check out the options, which is totally fine. But they've got that cycle of hope going on with the dermatologist, which for whatever reason, women will want a diagnosis and of course want to fix the problem. But 
I see women that will fork cash over cash to whatever is promising to help grow them hair, yet when it comes to a wig, we'll be hesitant to spend a certain amount. And it doesn't make sense in the long run. Like, I kind of get it, but I know in my own self there came a point where I reached it, where I realized the Rogaine, the this, the that, it was adding up. So what I tell anybody is continue all those things, but don't let it stop you from looking good in a wig in the meantime. I also have said this before, countless clients that when they come, they're having hair loss. A lot of times it's stress related and the doctor will deny that stress does it usually or your meds. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you that it does have an effect on your hair that you can see. But anyway, once they come, they get okay in a wig. When they come back at five or six weeks, their hair is often growing back, especially I just had one two weeks ago. Like her baby hair in the front is really coming back. Now, why does it do that? Because when you're not checking on something all the time, when you can forget about the fact that you have hair loss and you can be happy, just the general happiness feeling alone is good for your body. So that in turn, when you're not constantly checking to see if something grew or not, that can help your hair grow just in that fact alone. And if you get the wig to fit your head properly, it is not going to cause damage. That's another myth that I get asked about all the time. So if you're one of the people that falls into the class of the stigma of they don't want anyone to know that they're wearing a wig, I totally get that. But hopefully you will in turn become brave enough to tell another person with hair loss that wigs are an okay solution. And since I opened my shop, I don't know why I have this passion to help women to be okay with themselves, especially if it's that you've got to wear a wig, but it truly is. And if you think you need a little additional help, you can book online, like I said, if you want to email me your questions for a future podcast episode. I would love that. And next week, I will be talking about other valid reasons to want to wear a wig other than chemo. So until next week, thank you from my heart for listening. Peace, love, and alternative hair. If you enjoyed this episode, you might like working with me one-on-one -on -one even better. You can check out the options at debraheim.com. You can find my shop at verybestlittlehairhouse.com. And don't forget my Wise Wig Advice and Support Group, also on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. But until next time, peace, love, and alternative hair.